Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the Kev Techify Nation. And if you're new here, welcome. In this episode, we're going to look at NAT services on the SA. We'll be discussing ASA NAT overview, configuring dynamic NAT, configuring dynamic PAT, and finally, talking about configuring static NAT. This episode is part of my series on network security for the CCNA. I'm Kevin here at Kev Techify. Let's get this adventure started. NAT can be deployed using one of three methods, inside NAT, outside NAT, and bi-directional NAT. Specifically, the Cisco ASA supports four common types of NAT. The first one is dynamic PAT. This is a many-to-one translation. This is also known as NAT with overload, usually an inside pool of private addresses overloading an outside interface or outside address. This is what most of us run at home. We have that $50 Linksys Belkin D-Link router where the internal network, we have a bunch of devices on our network, but we only have one external address. This is dynamic PAT or NAT with overload. The second one is static NAT, and this is a one-to-one -one translation, usually an outside address mapping to an internal server. The third one is policy NAT. This is policy bat policy-based network address translation based on a set of rules. And the last one we have is identity NAT. It's a real address is statically translated to itself, essentially bypassing NAT. To configure network object dynamic NAT, two network objects are required. First one is identify the pool of public IP addresses with the range or subnet network object commands. The second is to identify the internal addresses to be translated with a range or subnet network object command. The two network objects are then bound together using the net network object command. Now, when you're in here and you're setting this up, you have to specify interfaces. The real interface name is the pre-NAT interface, so where traffic is entering in, and the mapped interface name is the post-NAT, where you are going to, the outside of your NAT. Let's take a look at a dynamic NAT example. Here we have our inside network. And if we look at our inside network, it has an address of 192.168.1.0 slash 27. And they'll be dynamically assigned to a range of public IP addresses. So from the inside to the outside, we are going to get some public IP addresses and they have a range of 209.165.200.240.248. And so our internal addresses will get dynamically assigned to the range of .240.248. I hope you're liking this episode on NAT services on the ASA. If you have time, please leave me a comment and let me know what you think about these NAT services. You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all of my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. To accomplish this, we need to configure two object networks. First one we're gonna set up this object here is called public. And what this is, is this network object identifies the public IP addresses to be translated. We have the range here, and once again, 209.165.200, and we go from .240 
248. So we specify a start IP address here, and we specify an end IP address there. All of these addresses then are in the range of our public network object. Next object we have to set up is, we'll call it dynamic NAT. And this identifies the internal addresses to be translated. Because it's a subnet, we can use the subnet command. So we specify subnet, we give it the network address, the subnet address, and then the subnet mask that goes with it. That identifies all of our internal addresses. And then finally, we bound public to the NAT command. What we do is we use NAT and we say we're going from the inside interface to the outside interface. So what direction are we going? What interfaces are we using? And that we're using dynamic NAT and we are using the pool of public addresses specified by the public object we set up right there. To allow inside hosts to ping outside hosts, we have to do a little bit of configuration. First thing we have to do is set up our policy map. Then we look at our class classes. We set up our access list with our access control entries. So we are ICMP ACL extended ICMP any any. So we're permitting any ICMP traffic. Once we have that set our access list set up, then we can go ahead and apply it to the interface. We use the access group command the name of our access control list that matches what we just created. We're going to apply it to inbound traffic and then on the interface named outside. To verify that our network and address translation is set up correctly, where we can get maybe some statistics, look at the information that go with it, there's three different show commands we can use. The first one is show translate or show XLATE. Second one is show NAT. The third one is show NAT detail. These three show commands should give you everything you need to verify and troubleshoot your network address translation. To enable inside hosts to overload the outside address, use the NAT dynamic interface command. Once again, overloading the outside address is also known as dynamic PAT. In order to do that, we create an object called inside NET. Notice how our command prompt changes. We're now configuring a network object. We specify what the internal addresses are. And so we can use our subnet command here, subnet, get the subnet address in there along with the subnet mask that specifies our internal addresses. And then we use the NAT command. So we go NAT and we're going from the inside interface to the outside interface and we're using dynamic and then interfaces. And this specify, or this sets up our overload to the outside addresses. So this sets up dynamic PAT. Static NAT is configured when an inside address is mapped to an outside address. For instance, static NAT can be used when a server must be accessible from the outside. You're setting up a web server in your DMZ and people from the outside need access to it. That's where you would set up a static NAT. It is a one-to-one -one mapping. So you have one external address to one internal address. Now con to configure static NAT, we use the NAT static command. 
looking at our topology, people from the internet here need to get access to our web server in our DMZ. So we're going to set up static NAT. Once again, this is static NAT. It takes an outside IP address and maps it to one of our internal addresses, which happens to be in our DMZ. So it's gonna map a 209 address to one of our 192 addresses to allow outside people to get into the DMZ for that web server. First thing we need to do is create a network object and we'll call it DMZ server. That is for our web server in the DMZ zone. It's just a host there. So we'll specify the host and then the IP address of our web server there in the DMZ. Then we'll go ahead and specify NAT and it, between the DMZ and the outside. And it's a static relationship using the 209.165.200.227. And once again, this is the public IP address we are setting up. So this is the public IP. Once we have that information entered in here, we can go ahead, create our access control list. We set up some, we do an entry right here. We call our access list outside DMZ. It's an extended list. We're gonna permit IP traffic from any host to our internal address. And once again, this is our internal host right here. So kind of that one-to-one -one mapping here. Once we have our list set up, we can go ahead and apply it. We apply it using the access group command. Our name, once again, matches what we just created, our name of our access control list, what direction, inbound traffic, and we, we're going to apply this to the outside interface. So any inbound traffic coming from into the outside interface that's destined for the 192.168.2.3 host, we're going to allow through setting up then we go ahead and we specify our policy map. We'd say what class we're using. So we're using inspection default. Then we create an access control list specifically for this use. We call it ICMP ACL, it's an extended. We're gonna permit any ICMP traffic in and in. And then we apply that to the interface here. Um, we apply that ICMP access control list we just created in the in direction to the DMZ interface. That sets up our static NAT from our outside client to our web server in our DMZ. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on NAT services on an ASA. If you like this episode and you got value out of it, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. All my socials and contact information are on my website, havetechify.com. There you can find out how to get all these episodes in video and podcast form. In the upper right is my playlist for my series on network security for the CCNA. In the bottom right is one of my favorite videos that I linked just for you. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on network security for the CCNA. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.